You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 74, Amplifying Your Self-Love Relationship with Amy Louise Cash. So I reached out to Amy on Instagram, we connected, and I wanted to get her on the show to talk about relationships. She's all about relationships with the self and how you can turn to facing your blocks and creating boundaries to explore how you can amplify your relationship with yourself, which then amplifies the relationships around you. Not even just your romantic relationship, but it might be your friendships, your family relationships, even your work relationships too. Amy is the thought leader and a transformational relationship coach, also the host and the founder of the Wake Up Sisterhood podcast, and a woman who is deeply connected to the medicine of the earth. She guides women all over the world to find their voice, unlock their truth, and step into the most intentional version of themselves so that that world can experience the unique medicine that they are. In this episode, Amy is joining me and we talk all about the vulnerable topic of your self-love relationship. Amy shares her journey to where she came from and why this is an important topic for her. She talks about how she's currently taking an inventory of her life and this is really helping her step into a conscious relationship with herself along with saying a lot more hell yeses. So throughout this episode, we talk about how creating space in your body can create space in your life, discovering your self-worth through self-love and how you can do that, along with setting boundaries in the way that you show up, the power of using your voice, and how you can use your intuition to support you and your journey. Amy also shares the number one question she begins her day with, which will help you realign with what self-love means to you and how you can amplify that relationship. After all, let's face it, if you can amplify your relationship with yourselves, love for yourself then amplifies love for others. And choosing yourself is loving yourself. So don't feel bad about that. And in this episode, you're going to learn all the tips and tricks on how you can do just that. So sit back and enjoy. Amy, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Thanks for making the time to, to join us. And we've just been chatting about the fact that you're now in Australia, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to where you were living in America. So I'm very glad that you're safe and sound here with us locally. Um, let's kick it off before we get before we get started. What day of your cycle are you on and what are you checking in with today? I'm on day nine of my cycle and I would say actually probably not just today, but like in this little space in my life, it's really just literally checking in with my emotions and um, really what does and doesn't feel in alignment with me. I'm going actually like to go into that a little further. I'm literally doing an inventory of my whole life at the moment. Oh, I like the sound of that. My friendships, everything in my life, I'm literally like cleaning up. (laughs) And what is that? How does that feel for you? Uh, It's been like very eye opening. So it's been kind of like over the last couple of weeks, I've been working on it and it actually feels so good. And I love that we're going to talk about relationship with self here because it's all tied in, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so often in life, 
we as humans can like fill our spread ourselves thin like we can take on all these friendships and feel like we need to show up powerfully for every single person that we know and sometimes we aren't putting our energy where we truly want to put our energy we're just like giving it away so freely and so for me right now I'm doing this inventory of my life where I'm like oh okay where am I showing up powerfully especially within my friendships who am I showing up for and where am I spreading myself so thin that the ones I actually want to show up for are missing out so mm-hmm. it's, it's really powerful because it's not just like I believe everything touches everything so if I'm doing this within my friendships then it comes into my work and like who am I giving my energy to in my work environment that I don't want to give my energy to you know like where is my energy actually going so it's been it's been like really eye-opening for me and it's been a heavy process but at the same time it's like creating so much space in my body oh creating so much space in my body I love that and now I'm going to ask you to share a little bit more about what it is that you do because you've just given a really good mini introductory brief to that but talking about cycle day nine Mm-hmm. Have you always been quite in tune with your cycle? No, not always. Do you find now that you know more about your cycle that it, it helps you understand how you feel as a woman in your own yeah, relationship totally. with yourself? I mean, I feel like for me, it was an area that I avoided for so many years of my life. Like, and I think back to even when I was going through puberty and I was starting to get boobs, mm-hmm. I literally wanted to cut my boobs off. I didn't want anything to do with being a woman literally like none of that I did I didn't like any of it and then when I was uh 17 I ended up going on the implant that goes in your arm for contraceptive Mm -hmm. and I had that in my arm for 11 years like obviously you change it every three years but I had it in for 11 years and I didn't have a period for 11 years and so at that time based on my awareness and where I was at consciously, which actually I would say I was sleepwalking, I was unconscious a lot of the time. I thought it was the best thing in the world to not have a period. Um, But then when I started getting my period again, I was like, oh, and I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, oh, how many of these have you had in? I said, oh, this is my fourth. And he was like, that's coming out today. And he took it out. And I've never been on contraception ever since. So that I'm 35 now, that was when I was 28. And um, that would have been the beginning of when I started like actually learning to appreciate the process that the female body goes through. And like even more so now, like starting to like sync my work with my cycle, you know, and that's just just now I'm beginning to like honor myself in that way by really like syncing it up. But gosh, I never like never was aware of it. I never wanted a period. I thought that was the most ridiculous thing, like such an inconvenience. <laughs> such a time waster. Why are you in my life? Yeah, I it's love- messy. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you mentioned that thing about the boobs because I remember when I, um, I haven't actually shared this story um, on the show before, but when I was still, when I started getting boobs, I was very much into sport and I used to kind of tape them down. And mm-hmm. I learned how to do that in the movie called Now and Then. Mm-hmm. and 
like the girl is getting old, like she's starting to go through puberty and she's like, she gets the masking tape and tapes around like her boobs, like all the way around her back. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And because I had two brothers and there's three, I'm the oldest of four, but there's three of us within four years. So we're very close in age. They used to tease the shit out of me. And so love them. I love them both very dearly now, but you know, they used to tease me so much. And so I used to like try to tape them so that, no one would could tell that I was getting boobs, so then they wouldn't tease me. Yeah. Um, but oh God, I love that you've gone through this experience and like you said, like learning to appreciate like your body as a woman and honoring how it feels at different stages is such mm-hmm. a beautiful art, regardless of how old you are when you discover oh, yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I've worked with women who this is going off track. I've worked with women who have had children. So they've had two or three children. And then they learn to discover their cycle or they come to an event and they're like, I never knew this. Like I've been through Mm. pregnancy and labor three times and I never knew there was four phases of my cycle. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Because we don't get taught that stuff. Like, Mm, I I mean, I feel like there's many things at school we don't get taught, but that's one of the things that as women, we should be like getting taught all of that about our cycle. Not just that we like bleed once a month. Mm, there's so many aspects about it but anyway this is not about menstrual cycle awareness <laughs> yeah. today this is about you and talking about relationships <laughs> with the self so tell us amy what is it that you do and um and how would you sum that up okay so firstly i just want to say i'm a human being having a human experience just like you and everybody listening um and if i have to go by a label um i call myself a transformational relationship coach I also have a podcast myself. It's called Wake Up Sisterhood. Um, And I am the founder of two online programs, Calling in Your King and Unravel. So a big part of the work I do is um, relationship-based. I believe that relationships are the foundation for success in every single area of our life. Um, So if we can work on that area alone, which means relationship with self, relationship with men, relationship with woman, if we can work on that area, then again, everything touches everything. And that is how we create success. So um, a big part of the work I do is helping women amplify and attract powerful, healthy relationships into their life, Um, whether they're single and they're wanting to like prepare themselves for powerful partnership or they're married or in relationship already, but they're wanting to up-level and expand their current relationship. I help women learn to understand men and learn how they operate. So a big part of the work I do, yes, is about women and like helping women get to a certain place. But within that is me being a very big stand for men. Because often as women, we can blame men for all the things, but we play a big part in that too. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. I love that you mentioned that. I feel that for men and being in a relationship myself, a lot of it comes back to clear and concise communication and the whole, I'm always (laughs) chatting with him about the assumption. Like what is it that I'm thinking that he's thinking versus what he's thinking, what I'm thinking. And, you know, it, it even can come back to like when we first met as an example with this, that when, you know, I'm like, you don't met, like, I don't hear from you. I don't know what's going on in your life. And he's like, if, if, if you don't feel like I'm talking to you enough, just tell me, I need to hear from you more. And it's really like just the polar opposites with like the male and the female um, in like, um, like 
heterosexual style relationships, but it's, in, I love that you do this. So let's talk about like waking up. I know that I'm um, in relationships and you said that everything touches everything. Mm-hmm. So out of all the relationships that a woman may be in, what's the first that you would suggest working on? Of course, the one with yourself. Um, so I'll just give you a little backstory of what my journey has been with this. Would love that. Yeah. So at the age of 16, I was raped by two men. And so before that happened, I already had like a, a weird relationship with my dad. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say it was weird, but it just wasn't very there. Like he was not very present in my life and I didn't see him a lot. So that, that was already there. And then I went through this experience where I was raped by two men. I was super innocent. Like I was a virgin. Like I was just like a good girl, like literally. And this experience happened and that really like had my life take a turn for the worst where I became extremely insecure. I cared what people thought. I thought men would only ever want me for one thing. I thought I was not lovable. I was unattractive. Pretty much any belief you can think of, I was riddled with. And um, this then became my life from the age of 16 to 31. So in that period, say around like 20-ish, through my 20s till about 28, I started drinking a lot of alcohol, taking drugs on weekends um, for one reason. And that reason was to go out, drink and take drugs because they gave me a bit of confidence. So then I could go and talk to a man and then go home with a man so that I felt loved for like at least five minutes. And this became like this cycle for me in my life. And because at this time I would say I was sleepwalking, I wasn't really aware of what why I was doing those things. I didn't know why I was doing those things. I just thought I was, you know, like I thought that's what I had to do. I had no idea. I was so asleep. And when I turned um, 31, I went to my very first like personal development workshop. And at the time I was a hairdresser. I was very, I've always like been good with my careers. And I was like, you know, had my own business. I'd been hairdressing for 16 years. I was traveling the world doing front covers of magazines. Like I was very good at my, my job. And so my, my job was killing it, but I was so unhappy. Like I was just this really unhappy girl. And I saw this thing come up on my Facebook and I was like this personal development workshop, but I just thought it was going to be good for my hairdressing business. I was like, Oh, this will be good for my hairdressing business. And it kept coming up and coming up and eventually I bought a ticket. Anyway, I went along to this workshop and I got there and the moment I got there, I felt sick. I was like, oh my God, this is not about my business. This is about me. And this was literally the weekend that I I woke up. Like I had this like crazy awakening and I shared what happened to me at the age of 16. I had to stand in front of 70 people and share vulnerably word by word, exactly what happened to me when I was sexually assaulted. Now, my mum was in the room too, and my mum knew, but I had, I didn't talk to my mum about it because when she found out, she reacted in an angry way, which made me feel like I was a dirty girl and that that's what my mum thought of me. So at this workshop, I had to speak about it. And as I spoke about my sexual trauma, it was like the scariest, hardest thing that I've ever had to do, but 
I literally felt like this demon came out of my body and I set myself free. So I, again, created space in my body. Anyway, this was like the beginning of like this new path for me. Like I finally had woke up and, um, and I realized like, whoa, I don't have to live in pain. Like I can, I, there's this thing called self-love. I didn't even know what self-love was. And that weekend I found out that there was this thing called self-love. I'm like, I knew there was the word self and I knew there was the word love, but I didn't know they went together. And so the next morning when I woke up for the second day, I woke up and just something shifted in me. And I, I realized that vulnerability is self-love. So for me, I just went into being vulnerable and sharing something that, you know, I felt judged for. I felt all these things about. And as I did that, I, I created space in my body for infinite possibility in my life. And I also realized that, oh, I don't have to let that one event rule my whole life. I can actually choose to believe I'm worthy. I can choose to, to love myself. I can choose to think I'm enough. I can choose all of these things for myself, but up until now, I haven't been choosing that. And so that's when my self-love journey began. It was just like, I found these two words and I was like, well, how have I never known that there's like a thing called self-love? So that set me down this path of diving deep into my relationship with myself. And I mean, I could keep talking forever, but I'll, I'll stop there for now. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love that you're sharing this. I love that you also kind of summed it up that vulnerability is self-love because I feel that in a world and my partner would be like, hashtag, you're going to hashtag that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but like in the hashtag world is that self-love is like hashtag self-love mm. rather than what actually is loving thyself. Mm. And what does that actually stand for? And I love that you kind of summed it up as vulnerability is self-love and it is extremely challenging to be vulnerable sometimes, mm. depending it on totally the topic. totally is. Um, and I feel that a lot of women have turning points in their lives, whether you're listening to this and you are a, a young spring chicken in school still or you've just left school um, and you're like, oh, well, I haven't had my turning point yet. We have them at different times and you can't rush your, you can't rush your journey. So totally. I would love for you to expand, Amy, about mm -hmm. when it comes to like creating space and discovering the relationship with yourself through self-love, if someone doesn't really know how to do that, what would be like maybe the first three steps that they could take if they were like, look, I'm feeling unhappy in my own life. Things are good, but I, will, I know that they could be better. What are three things they could do to really discover, I guess, their vulnerable side of their self-love? Mm. I feel like there's a lot to that question. Um, I just want to say something first. So like where I said vulnerability is self-love, I think firstly, it's so important to work out what self-love is for you, like individually. And it, and it can be something different for every single person, yet it's really all the same. So for me, I'll share. Uh, self-love to me is learning how to set healthy boundaries with myself and other people. Self-love is saying a sacred no to other people and a powerful yes to myself. Because when we say no to somebody else, we say yes to ourselves. And self-love to me is using my voice even when it shakes. And the reason it's those three things for me is they're the three things that I've struggled with most of my life. 
and they continue to be my daily work. So when I identify them, so this will be the first thing. It's like identify, like, what are your struggles? Like, what are the things that you struggle with? And for me, it was like using my voice, like being a stand for what I believe and like being able to ask for what I want and need. That's always been a struggle for me. So then that becomes self-love to me because if I can lean into that edge within myself, that's me loving myself, like doing what is my truth. But, you know, in the past, being too scared to use my voice because somebody might think this of it or does that make sense? So I think that's like, complete sense. Yeah. So I think, you know, identifying like what self-love is for you first and that will take a level of awareness. And so awareness creates choice. So if we can gain like a level of awareness within ourselves, and I mean, it's easy for me to sit here and say that it took me 31 years to get aware. Like, and the thing is, it will happen for all of us in the perfect moment when it's meant to happen for all of us. So some people, it might be 50 years old. Some people, it might be never. Some people, it might be 20. Some people might be 14. Like we all, we all gain awareness at a different time in our life. If you are out there right now listening and you're like, oh, I'm ready to like, you know, lean in further. I'm ready to learn to love myself in a new way. The awareness is trying to like shine through. It's like there somewhere. Sometimes you just need a little help. And so for me, it would be like hiring a coach or putting yourself hiring coach and putting yourself around an environment of people who possibly have that awareness that you see and you desire. Like, oh, that person is living this such amazing life. Let me put myself around them. Let me talk to them. Let me reach out to them. Let me do everything I can to make a way out of no way to get myself in that person's space so that I can learn from their mindset, you know? And really like that's been a big thing for me. Like, identifying what self-love is for me, getting clear on those three things. And they don't change for me because every single day, it's a choice I make to lean into all three of those things. Hence why I'm like doing an inventory of my friendships right now. That was actually going to be my question around or like bring it up around inventory. I think it's so beautiful that you mentioned about the awareness point, like when you become more aware of yourself is different for everybody. And it's the same in all aspects of life is that you can't compare. And I'm, I'm actually put this on my Instagram stories on the weekend in, it was a question earlier in like last week about what day of your cycle are you on? And everyone shared their day. And then I screenshotted everyone's like entries in the question box for what, Mm -hmm. as an example, look how different we all are. And every day of our cycle represents a different emotional balance, a different hormonal balance, a different nutritional balance. Therefore, no one is ever going to feel the same on the same day. Even if you're an identical twin, (laughs) you're not going to feel the same. And so it's an important reminder to not compare your journey to other, to others journeys. Mm -hmm. And I know that I myself have had a few awakening points in my life and they don't have to be traumatic awakenings in the sense that, you might be in crippling pain or you might end up in hospital or you might end up in jail or whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. but any type of shift or state of change in your energetic body um, along with your spirit body, your mental body, your emotional body can be an awakening point. Mm -hmm. And 
you, when this happens for you, it's vulnerable and you'll be like, I don't want to go in there. I don't want, like you'll pull back. And often I say this all the time too, is that it's the relationships you have in your life that help you realize the relationship you have with yourself. Mm Mm-hmm because I feel, and you're the relationship coach, so you let me know if I'm off track, but I feel that the relationships that you have bring out in you what you can't bring out on your own. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because like, I mean, you know, I'm a coach and I have multiple coaches because I can't see what I can't see within myself. And I need other people in my life to help me see what I can't see. Because sometimes we just can't see until somebody helps us see, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's constant work. We're never going to get there. Like, it's like literally a choice we make every single day. Like, it's not a destination. It's like a constant journey, you know? Like, that's a really important thing to, to know because self-love isn't a place you get to. It's literally a daily choice, you know? So, Yeah. It's definitely like the people around you, your environment, they will like help you. So for example, uh, so with my inventory of my friendships, I'm, I'm doing this thing where there's like different circles of friends. So there's like my inner circle, then there's the next circle, then there's the next circle. And this determines like who I put my energy into, how much time I spend with these people, like what does each circle entail? And For example, my inner circle, these people that are in my inner circle, like the relationship we have, to be honest, a lot of them are in the coaching space too, which I love. Like, for example, I called one of my friends last night going through something and she's just like, okay. And then she'll ask me like a couple of powerful questions. So she won't be like, oh, I think you should do this. She's just like, Coaching based questions pretty much just like asking me questions for me to answer myself. And I was like in that, that's helping me see what I can't see myself, you mm. know, because maybe in that moment, my, my emotions are heightened and all I'm just in my emotions so much that I can't see outside of them. So by her, like having those people in my inner circle to, and knowing like asking permission, like always we do this where it's like, Hey, do I have permission to give you feedback? And then I'm, nine times out of 10, I'll just be like, yes, like, please give me feedback. That's why I'm here. Tell me. (laughs) But it's like just having friends who are in that space that that's what we are for each other. You know what I mean? I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by my brand new five-day Love Your Cycle mini course. A simplified self-paced course to teach you the foundations and fundamentals of your menstrual cycle in under a week. Receive daily educational class videos and audios along with action steps, a cycle tracking guide, cycle prompts, and my Love Your Cycle 50-page ebook. This is your chance to discover everything you wish they had have taught you at school about your cycle, how to eat, how to move, honoring your emotions, and identifying PMS and cycle signs before they arise. It's now your turn to join over 300 women from around the world who have already taken this course to reclaim and reconnect with their bodies. And you can do this too in under a week for less than a fancy vegan burger. To learn more, visit wellsome.com forward slash shop. And to thank you for being an amazing listener of this podcast, I want to offer you a 20% off voucher code. Use the code cycle love at checkout to save. 
You know what I mean? It's beautiful. I 100% know what you mean. And for those who listen to this podcast know one of, I've got two close friends, both from best friends from like very different areas. And these are in my absolute inner circle with my family. I consider both of them sisters and Amber is one of them. And she's also a coach, Um, you know, and I'll like, if I'm going through something, I'll just rock up to her house. She lives like five streets away and I'll just be like, I need you to ask me a coaching question. Like just get to the bottom of what's in my mind because my heart is feeling really, really messed up right now. And, um, you know, she'll ask, do you mind if I ask you a question about this? Can I coach you now? And I'm always like, like, I'm just so vulnerable. I'm like, yes, you know, take me. And it's important to, to be able to look at the people in your life. And I think maybe Amy, for, for those listening who might not yet be at our, we're at a very similar age bracket. Mm -hmm. Um, they might not be in their thirties or in their late twenties yet. They might be a little bit younger that as you get older, so, or as you gain more life experience, you walk the world a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You learn more about what you like, what you don't like, and what you were mentioning of what your struggles are. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't had an experience in your life to amplify a struggle, you can sometimes not recognize that it's there. But as this journey grows, you're growing And therefore the people around you might not be growing as much as you. And therefore you can gravitate towards and away from people Mm -hmm. in your life. And I feel, I know for me, when I was like 27, 28, I, this really, excuse my language, but really fucked me up because I was really worried. I was losing all my friends, but I just felt like they didn't get me. Mm. So your infantry on life is so, so good. So tell us a little bit more about how that's working for you. Well, it's still in the process of like all unfolding. So I don't know really what I can speak into about it yet, but really it's just like, I mean, the thing is people will come and go in our life, you know? So like, you know, I could meet a friend and they could be in my life for one year and we have like, they're in my full inner circle. But then like we might just like at some point, energetically step away from each other and I've had this with friends before where I had a really good friend of mine um uh, probably like four years ago now it just felt a little toxic and this is when I was just learning to like step into my using my voice and like powerful boundaries and things like this and it just felt a little icky so I energetically stepped away so like if there's people in your life that you know aren't a hundred percent aligned for you. If you you don't fully lean in, like a full body lean into that person, it's probably like a good um, indication that it's time to lean out from that person. And I always say, when you let go of one person in your life, you create space for five more people to come into your life. And so, with this friend, I lent out. I was like, just energetically lent out. She felt it. Obviously, we all feel the energies. And then she reached out she's like, Hey, like what's going on with our friendship? Like, are you trying to blah, blah, blah. So I voice messaged her back and I just said, I love you. And I've loved our friendship. I love all the memories we've created Um, right now in my life. I feel like I'm going down a different path and I'm ready to close like the container on our relationship for now. 
Like I just was used my voice and spoke my truth. And that's super vulnerable to do. I'm sure people are thinking like, how the fuck do you have a conversation like that in a voice message? Totally. And then did you do five versions of it before you said, before you sent it? I didn't. But the thing is, um, I, I'm a recovering people pleaser and that's like another area that I have to work on every single day of my life. And so when I did that, I instantly felt really bad, but that's like, I mean, I'm sure many people can relate to this. It's like, you feel bad for like choosing yourself. Like that's why most of us don't choose ourselves because we feel bad and we don't want to hurt people's feelings. And so this was me going, okay, well, I have to start choosing myself at some point because choosing yourself is loving yourself. So I, I was like, okay, she, I sent the thing. She instantly deleted me off of every platform. Her family deleted me off of every platform. And I mean, it hurt. For me, it was just like, oh, that hurts. Anyway, I followed my heart still. I was like, no, that still felt aligned for me to do that. Yes, I felt bad, but I'm going to have to get used to feeling bad like about these things. Get used to feeling uncomfortable. To totally. Feel comfortable. Yeah. Totally. And so then I continued on my journey and a year later she reached out to me on Instagram. She sent me a message and she was like, if anyone was going to like follow their dreams, I knew it would be you. I'm so proud of you. And we have a matching tattoo. And she was like, um, PS, I'm reminded of you every day, that damn tattoo. And anyway, I, I got the message and I was like, Oh, like, Oh my God. Like, and I was like, I actually miss her. Like, And it felt nice. I was like, oh, that's so nice. And I just happened to be back in Australia for a few days at this moment. And so I messaged her. I was on the Gold Coast and I was like, oh, hey, so good to hear from you. I'm reminded of you every day too from the tattoo, but I love it. Like it's a great, I love the tattoo. And um, I'm on the Gold Coast for, I leave in two days. Um, Do you want to have coffee? And she was just like, I would love to. So we went for coffee and we sat at coffee. It gives me goosebumps still. We sat there and we both just cried the whole time we were sitting at coffee. But in this time, she had fallen pregnant, had a baby, like all these things had happened. I'd moved overseas, like all these things happened. And, and I said to her, I said, you know what? I said, what I'm realizing, like, cause the tattoo, uh, this arm, it's like an arrow mm-hmm. and with the infinity. Anyway, I said to her, I realized what the tattoo means. And she's like, well, what does it mean? And I'm like, well, I said, an arrow can't go forwards without going backwards first. And I said, it's the same with our friendship. Like we needed to create space in our friendship to actually build boundaries within our friendship so that our friendship can move forward powerfully. And she was just like, oh my God. And it's so true. Like in that time, I didn't even have to express my boundaries, but I set them within the way I showed up and she, she honored them and respected them. And to this day, we have a beautiful friendship. So it's like, there's power in everything, like every move you make, every friend you distance yourself from every friend you lean into, like even to think about who are the friends in your life? that you aren't giving your time and energy to, that you want to. Like, who, who are you not showing up for, you know? Or who are you showing up for, but you don't really want to show up for them? Like, they're not really like your number one, two, three, and four, you know? It's really powerful to do. That's such a great question about who are the friends in your life that you aren't, you know, giving the time and the energy to. 
Mm-hmm. I think something, I love your story, by the way. I really love it. And I'll share it. Um, a little story that kind of is slightly different. It was a, a partner that I had mm-hmm. and we, we, um, we were friends for a long time before we got together. And then our relationship really brought forward um, post-traumatic, his PTSD. And that really amplified um, a lot in his, like in his own personal life that he wasn't very comfortable in shit. Like I knew, but no one else knew. And he couldn't love me because he couldn't love himself. So it comes back to self-love and we didn't talk for six years. And a very similar thing is that we were just such great friends for such a long time that the friendship really segregated. And when we eventually met back up and we did a similar thing, like over coffee, we sat down and I didn't cry the whole time, mm-hmm. but it was just, I could sense in my body how my entire energy field was just buzzing and he knows and I know that we both have like a very steep soul connection Mm. and it's okay for your relationships to kind of end and then come back together when it feels right and you can't force it. Mm. Yeah. no. Really allowing is, is important. And you know, if you, there are people in your life who you would like to spend more time with um, you know, I like to think of yourself kind of like, what's a good analogy, like a portable generator. And you have like cords, you know, plugs that you can plug into other people and Mm -hmm. you only have so many cords that you can give. And so to give to a new person, you have to maybe sometimes take one away from another person. And that doesn't mean bad. Like if you've only got say 10 cords hypothetically and you want to have 11, well, you've got to go, hang on a second. Well, I only have enough for 10. Mm -hmm. So where am I going to share this energy now? And I think that more people especially women i think women do this more so than men and you can like let me know if that's wrong um as an observation but give their energy to too many things or to too many people uh, or too many responsibilities before giving to themselves totally and i see that in the health that i work with with women in and you mentioned before that you're like a recovering people pleaser Mm -hmm. so how does people pleasing impact your ability to I guess vulnerably love yourself and put yourself first with a hell yes for you is an awkward no to others yeah um I'm gonna share something and I think it'll all tie in so when I started when I finally woke up and I like you know was like oh my god I can be vulnerable oh my god I can love myself oh my god I can start showing up in my allness and like who cares what people think like I I found this way Um, I, as I started to step into my truth more and more and more, people started getting uncomfortable and the people that became uncomfortable happened to be in my immediate family. Um, like one of my siblings, um, I had aunts and uncles like completely block me on social medias. I had like legit my family like some of my family literally like walk out of my life and that for me was really hard because my like my dad for example he's still on my social medias but he was just like oh I've had to like unfollow you I'm sick of seeing what you post like he just didn't approve of like what I was doing in a way and to this day he's never been 
interested in the actual work I do. Like it never asks me a question of like, what do, what do you actually do? But like, it's just so crazy. It like blows my mind. But anyway, so all of these people started like walking out of my life and me being a people pleaser and like a good girl, there's, there was a part of me that's like, oh my God, oh, maybe I shouldn't be like sharing so vulnerably. Maybe I shouldn't be like showing up in my truth because they don't like it and they're going to love me less. Like that's what I was feeling at the time as I started mm. doing it. Um, do you know who Lisa Nichols is? Yes. Okay. So Lisa Nichols, I love her. I, I really like admire her. And she says this thing and it just landed for me one day when I heard it, it was on a podcast or something. She says, sometimes when you're like learning to love yourself and you, you tap into this journey of like personal growth and stepping into your truth, what happens is we have like a backpack on our back and we have everyone else on our back with us, like our family, our friends, like everyone's like in our backpack, right? So then we're like walking up to this like beautiful doorway, but to fit through the doorway, we have to like let everybody else off our back so that we can walk through the doorway, like walk into our truth and like enter into this journey. And she said, sometimes you have to let everyone go, like drop everyone before you walk through that doorway. And when you get to the other side of that doorway, you stand there with open arms and like, just energetically saying like when you're ready to come back into my life I'm here and it just like landed for me because I was feeling bad that I'm stepping into my truth and I'm following my dreams and I'm like living a freaking epic life but so many of my family were uncomfortable with that that they fell out of my life like what like wouldn't they want the best of me like I had a really hard time like you know it's hard I, to and, fathom. And, and the thing is, I can assume what they're thinking. I don't mm. know what they're thinking. I don't know what happened on their side. I will never know that. I have no control over that at all. Um, but I only have control over what I think and what I feel and what I choose. And so um, for me, that's exactly what happened. I like let everyone off my back. I, I let my people pleaser go so I could walk through the door and choose myself. Because if I can choose myself and love myself and you know, really discover my worth, then I can show up on the other side of that doorway with open arms so much more powerfully for all of those people when they choose to come back into my life. You know? It's a very vulnerable thing to do. And totally. it's, it's um, admirable, I think is a really great word because some people might be listening to this thinking, I would love to have the balls to do that. Mm. Like, geez, that girl, like, pfft, I could never do that. But the challenge in it is that we could all never do it. But it's when we feel that we trust ourselves enough, and I think this is something that all women can really work on, including myself, is continually learning to trust your intuition. And the book uh, Women Who Run With Wolves is a mm. really great, like, example of that we all have this womanly innate instinct 
through intuition and i really feel the more women connect with their bodies through understanding their cycle and becoming cycle aware you can learn to trust your intuition more and that intuition can then trickle through into so many aspects of your life Mm -hmm. but learning to connect with it starts with just connecting with your body because your intuition is a part of your physical form Mm. and as well along with energetic and spiritual form too But if you would love to have the intuition to know, you know what, now's the right time to end this relationship or pause this relationship or now's the right time to welcome in a new relationship. If you want that guidance and you want to have the intuition support, hang on, the intuitive support, Mm -hmm. start with gaining your intuitive support with yourself. Mm. Yeah, don't expect it elsewhere. Look at it, okay, how can I intuitively feel into what would I like to eat for lunch today? such a basic question yeah like what time intuitively what's going to be the best choice of movement for me today or what's going to be the best um time for me to go to bed today or wind down Mm. how would i like to start my day today those intuitive questions the more confident you get with connecting with your intuition in those simple simple questions it will help with the rest of your life yeah, I'm going to add to that because especially, especially for those who are like just leaning into this and they're like, oh, I want to like build my relationship with myself. And this is a trap I fell into at the very beginning when I got into this work was like, I would wake up in the morning and I'd be like, okay, I've got to journal for 15 minutes then I have to meditate for 20. Then I'm going to have a cacao and I'm going to pull a cart and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And like, by this point, my like morning routine's like two hours long and it's like (laughs) not sustainable. It's like literally like becomes a to-do list, which then becomes like a chore for me and it doesn't, it isn't enjoyable. And so I'm doing it because I'm like, want to be like a good person that's like choosing myself and loving myself. But really I'm making myself feel shittier because I've like given myself all of these things that I have to do every morning. And I fell into that trap when I first started doing this work. And anyway, when I started listening to my intuition, like when I actually deeply started listening, I ended up, um, I ended up uh, asking myself one powerful question every morning. And that question was, what does my soul need today? Literally, so I lay in bed, I wake up, I'm like, what does my soul need today? And then I just lay there for five minutes, like waiting to, um, you know, hear what my soul needs today. And it might be lay in bed and snuggle your dog. It could be go outside, put your feet skin to skin on Mother Earth and just ground yourself for five minutes. It might be um, make a warm drink and put some music on. It might be, um, I mean, I pray every morning, but like, it's just something for five minutes, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be like a whole morning routine. I think we, we often get like overworked with the fact that it has to be a specific thing for a long period of time and the longer period of time it takes, the more we're doing for ourselves, but Mm -hmm. you you really can do it in just five minutes. But Amy, there are so many questions I would love to continue to ask you around this, but (laughs) um, I will ask you one final question as we wrap up um, Mm -hmm. for for here and our 
our conversation so far and it's totally off topic because I feel like my question was going to be like, what is something that we can all do today to connect more with ourselves and improve our relationship with ourselves? And you answered it by saying, asking yourself one powerful question each day. So I didn't have to ask the question. So my question now is when it comes to you, think back to when you um, first went on um, the contraceptive, the thing in the, you popped in your arm when you started menstruating, what are three things you wish you knew then that mm-hmm. you now know today about menstruating, your menstrual cycle and being a woman? Three things. Um, that you wish you knew then that you now know today. Well, I mean, I'm not big on Western medicine. <laughs> I don't really, like, I, I mean... If I have to have it, I will. I think it does serve a purpose at some points. But if I actually knew what was in a lot of the Western medicine out there these days, I probably would never have gotten that implant in my arm. Um, So if I was more educated around Mm -hmm. that. um, And also like to know that, like there's no mistake the, the female body is made how the female body's made and if if only we could all trust the process of of our body and like the process it needs to go through and and probably thirdly is like knowing that we can honor our body and we can honor ourselves and um listen like our body's always talking to us if we could choose to listen to our body you know when we're we have period pain it's like I used to push through and go and like do a heavy workout. Mm. And now it's like, oh, wait a sec. I just need to lay down and rest. Like, let me love myself enough to be able to do that versus like trying to like be strong or like push through, you know? It's a beautiful question. That comes back to also what does my soul need today? Yeah. Totally. And maybe that is going for a run to burn off excess energy, or maybe it is just laying in bed for an extra five minutes. So Amy, thank you so much. Now, for all of our listeners who are listening to this and would love to learn how they can connect with you and find you, what is the best platform for them to to be able to find you on? Um, I would go to my website, which is um, www.withamylouisecash.com. I mean, everything's there, but I do spend a lot of time on Instagram. It's probably my, I mean, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at amylouisecash. Um, But yeah, Instagram's like my, probably my number one. (laughs) it's the top pick well i will include all of those show notes and links so all the links in the show notes um but amy thank you so much for joining us today and having a beautiful chat and helping us all learn how we can really amplify our relationship with ourselves thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure thank you thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the well women podcast I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, 
Body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 